Sunday blessings to you all. This is the Lord's Day, the day of resurrection, that commences a new week and offers a new opportunity to be drawn by grace more deeply into the Paschal mystery of Jesus Christ. Through the gifts of the Holy Spirit, may each of us graciously respond to Jesus' invitation to live more deeply his passion, death, and glorious resurrection and ascension and be drawn into loving communion with God our Father. You are listening to Encountering Jesus with the Church Fathers, a podcast pondering patristic commentary and insight on the sacred scriptures, the sacred liturgy, and living as a disciple of Jesus Christ. I am your host, Father Mark, and I welcome you to this podcast on the 13th Sunday in Ordinary Time. Guiding us this Sunday in opening the Word of God is St. Augustine of Hippo, one of the great Western Fathers of the Church. Known as the Doctor of Grace, St. Augustine has left us powerfully insightful works, such as On the Trinity, The Confessions, and The City of God, to name only a few. He also penned hundreds of homilies, and this week we listen to an excerpt of Homily 65, an excerpt wherein St. Augustine reflects on the section of the Gospel according to St. Matthew, proclaimed at Mass this Sunday. And now, an excerpt from Sermon 65 by St. Augustine of Hippo. When the Lord urges us to love him, he begins by mentioning those persons whom we are quite right indeed obliged to love. Whoever, he says, loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. So, if you are not worthy of Christ when you prefer your father to Christ, how can you be worthy of the slightest trace of Christ when you prefer gold to Christ? There are, you see, things that are wrongly loved in the world. And when they are wrongly loved in the world, they make their lovers vile. Unlawful love is a serious pollution of the soul and a heavy weight holding down the soul that is longing to fly. Just as a right and holy love whirls the mind up to the heights, so a wrong and vile love plunges it down into the depths. The proper weight of everything, which carries it where it ought to go, is its love. I mean, it doesn't carry it where it ought not to go, but where it ought. Those who love well will be carried off to what they love, and where will that be? But where the good object 
is which they love. After all, what other reward does Christ the Lord offer when he urges us to love him but the fulfillment of what he asked the Father for? I will that where I am, these also may be with me. Do you want to be where Christ is? Love Christ and be whirled away to the place of Christ. Something that pulls or whirls you upward doesn't allow you to hurl downward. Don't try and invent any other mechanisms for mounting upward. It's by loving that you strive, by loving that you are snatched up and away, by loving that you arrive. You strive, you see, when you struggle against a vile love. You are snatched up and away when you overcome it. You arrive when you receive the gold medal. Who will give me wings, says a certain lover, like a dove's, and I will fly away and be at rest. He was still trying to find wings. He didn't have any yet. And that's why he was sighing. He wasn't yet rejoicing. He was still struggling, as Psalm 55 presents. He wasn't yet being snatched up and away. So, improper and unworthy loves are all around us, with their billing and their cooing. On every side, they are envying and holding back those who are eager to fly. Visible things are almost forcing themselves on our love. But they mustn't be allowed to force themselves. They must be seen for what they are, and so be overcome. The world is beautiful and comely. It entices us with the infinite variety of its beauty. It is impossible to count the things that are suggested every day by unlawful love. How simple is the love that overcomes infinitely various. To overcome many loves... Only one love is necessary, one good love against many bad ones. Unity, you see, conquers variety. Love beats greed. Who will give me wings, the psalmist was saying, wanting to get the means of flying away to his rest. As he loved something else, he couldn't find rest, even among the good things that are called good in this world. Lovers of their native land regard with sour distaste even a comfortable exile amid surroundings with all kinds of advantages crying out to be loved. It is a grievous trial not having what you love. 
but you haven't got what you love. You've got something you could love, but you haven't got what you have already begun to love. What's the good of what you could love being there if what you do love is missing? It's a torment to the heart to love and not to have. For example, you love your native land and you've got plenty of money. Don't exchange love of your native land for love of money. If you loved money while living abroad, where there's plenty of money to be had, this money could well keep you there and prevent your returning home. Say what you like, it prevents you returning. But if you have that one thing necessary, it's enough. Everything else that doesn't help you get to the place you love is treated so much as junk. Of course, though, if you were told money will help you to travel back home to your own country, you'd take it with you. You would have it handy. You'd try and get it, but not for its own sake. A ship will help you. You would try to get one, but not for the sake of a ship. The sailors will help you. The captain will help you. The ship's chandler will help you. You take them all along. You engage their services, but not for their own sakes. Everything else is taken along. Only one thing is loved. Everything else is taken along for this alone, to arrive at long last at the place that is loved. Do we consider that we can say, One thing have I asked of the Lord? Let's say it now. Let's say it if we were able to. Let's say it in order to be able to as much as we were able to. Notice how fortunate is the heart that employs these words within, where he alone can hear who is being addressed. Many people, I mean to say, express outwardly what they don't have inwardly because they pride themselves on superficial appearances and not on the deeper realities of the heart. So let us all observe how fortunate is the heart that says inwardly, where it is fully aware of what it is saying, One thing have I asked of the Lord, this I will seek after. What is it? Well, he means either one thing or one request. What is it? That I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the delights of the Lord. This is the one thing, but what a good one. Weighed against the many, if you have already tasted something of it, if you have already looking for a little bit of it, if you know what it means to be on fire for it with holy desire, 
Weigh it against the many. Bring in the scales of justice. Put on the one tray of gold, silver, precious stones, honors, office, authority, titles, human praise. How can I list all the possibilities? Put on the whole world. See if there's any comparison. See if it's even possible to put these two things on the scales to balance them against one another. The whole world with the world's creator. What does gold say to me? Love me. But what does God tell me to reply? Let me use you, and so use you, that you don't possess me, and that you part me from you. Anything else that says to me, love me, is a creature. I love the Creator. What he made is good, but how much better is he that made it? I cannot yet see the beauty of the Creator, but only the outward beauty of creatures. What I don't see, I believe, and believing love and loving see. Hush, then, you carrion blandishments. Hush the voice of gold and silver. Hush the dazzling attraction of jewels. Hush, finally, the allurements of this light. Hush the lot of you. I have a clearer call to follow, the sound of which moves me more, stirs me more, inflames me more intensely. I can't hear any longer the din of earthly things. What am I to say? Silence, gold. Silence, silver. Silence everything else in this world. Let my father say, love me. Let my mother say, love me. Am I to say to these voices, be quiet? Aren't they making a just demand? Am I not to pay back what I have received? My father says, I begot you. My mother says, I bore you. My father says, I reared you. My mother says, I nursed you. Perhaps these voices have every right to say, you want to be carried on his wings. Don't fly as a debtor. Pay back the advance we made you. Let us answer our fathers and mothers when they say to us with every right, Love us. Let us answer, I do love you in Christ. I don't love you instead of Christ.
be with me in him. I won't be with you without him. But we, they say, don't want Christ. But I want Christ more than you. Am I to attend to my Father and lose my Creator? I answer my Father. You begot me under the inducement of pleasure. He created both me and you out of sheer goodness. Just because we are, must he be set at naught, who loved us even before we were? And let us say to our mothers, You were able to conceive me. Were you also able to fashion me? You could grow big with my flesh in your womb. Could you also breathe my soul into the flesh? When you carried me within you, you didn't know whether I would be female or male. Was God, do you think, as ignorant of his handiwork as you were of your burdened? You have the nerve to say, Don't let us go to him, and you don't listen to me when I say, Let's go together. I listen more than you do, and I fear more than you do, and I love more than you do. You didn't bestow more on me than he did, who created me in you, if not because he was created for my sake. For you see, the one through whom all things were created was himself created among all things for our sake. Am I, by loving my mother, to set Christ at naught, who being God was willing to have a mother for my sake? Perhaps that's why he wished to have a mother, to have someone through whom to give me a practical lesson in setting at naught both father and mother for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. St. Augustine of Hippo, pray for us. Let us pray. O God, who through the grace of adoption chose us to be children of light, grant, we pray, that we may not be wrapped in the darkness of error, but always be seen to stand in the bright light of truth. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Go and announce the Gospel of the Lord.